welcome back to another episode of House of 50. My name is William Service, and today's guest is... Kyle Emmy. Dude, we go back since, I think, third grade. We really do. We went to elementary school together, right? Yeah, and I, I think that's where we met was third grade. We had the same teacher. I remember... No one called you... No one called you Will back then. What was my name back then? Everyone called you Bill. Bill, was it? Yes, you didn't like Will or William. You always told us to call you Bill. Every year, I think it changed. I think it, it. I think it did. I think you're right. Every year, you just kept changing what you wanted to be called. I just like to, you know, changing it. Yeah, it's a wide variety. Why not? It, it, I always get the stupid question like, "Oh, how, how do you get Bill from Will?" I'm like, "I don't know. How do you get Bob from Robert?" It, it don't make sense. Just do it. Exactly. But uh, yeah, how do you get Dick from Richard? That's that's a that's another one. There's a. I bet you there's a lot of them. There are a lot. But uh, our teacher, Miss Simpson, we'll call her, because I know she got married. Yeah. And I, I just, being a Simpson fan, I've always loved that teacher. She, just She was a great teacher. She was. She was excellent. Well, she might be my favorite teacher still. She might be. Either. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with her. She's probably my favorite. She was the nicest. Nicest. She was fun. She helped me a lot. I mean, I wasn't the best student, so, you know, I just enjoyed her because she kind of let me be me. Right. While other teachers were all like, hey, sit down, shut up. It was yeah, more, like more strict. Oh, yeah, she was more, okay, you're more of the not book learning type. You're more of the hands-on type. So she, I feel like she kind of went towards that with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, definitely a lot. Like, she did a lot of, like, group projects, experiments, like, just building things. Like, mm -hmm. just hands-on stuff that also allowed us to learn without having to just read from a textbook. Which is just, it still never worked for me. Oh, no. I'm still in college and I, who I, I hate learning from textbook. I will learn hands-on any day. Where, uh, where are you going to college at? Uh, I'm currently attending Rochester University. Okay. So I have like two credit, like technically, yeah, two classes left. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, and they're not even technically in my uh, field. They're a science class and I have to do my senior project. Do you have an idea for your senior project? Uh, yeah, I actually had to write a paper. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but I had to write it on the Rwandan genocide. Oh. And uh, okay. some photos that were taken. My, So I took a class on ethics. Okay. So it was all about, is this right? Should these photos be taken of gruesome crime scenes and like stuff like that? So that topic. What, <laughs> what was like, what, 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 that's actually a really good thing like what what did you think okay so the whole thing my whole thing on history is i love history that's probably my favorite subject in anything even i even took college classes in history like that i didn't need to take because i enjoy history that much okay yeah uh if you don't learn from the past you're doomed to repeat it which Teddy roosevelt said some along that line to quote along that lines like and that. like if we don't take these pictures like there are certain scenes we don't need to see but the rwandan genocide People halfway across the world have no idea, like, America had no idea what genocide looked like. Right. So, think about it. If we don't, people don't see this and don't realize that this is what's going on in the world. And at that moment in history, the UN was doing nothing to help, so... They had to get they had the to, information out there. Yeah, somehow. they had to get the information out there, and this is what it was. And the photographer actually won an award okay. for the for the photo, which is why it became an ethics thing. Like, w should he get, like, popularity or claim, like, fame 
for a gruesome picture. I, I could see both sides, but it, it it's in the best interest. Like, I guess the award, I guess, shouldn't be for the picture. I guess it, maybe even like a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, you know, you did something really good and helpful. Yeah, it's, it's historical too. Right. And that's the thing. It also has to be tasteful. Like, mm. it wasn't like, it was gruesome. Like, the photo was of dead bodies, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say super untasteful like in a way that made light of the subject like and the article that went with the photo was a serious article so like it was a serious topic no light was made of it wasn't a joke so i feel it was handled well i mean yeah i guess if you know if he's you know making jokes about and like 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 the articles like the onion yeah like yeah that guy's gonna be definitely attacked but if it's a real if it's just journalism, that's kind of their job. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, their job as journalists is to get the news out there. Whatever mm -hmm. the news is. Nothing more, nothing less. Just the facts and what they... The cold know. hard facts. The cold hard facts. I don't see that much nowadays with the media, but... No. But... Wow. Because And that's all because of speed. It's all because of technology. Like, nowadays, it's who can get the information out there first. It's not who's right, but who can get the information out there first. Because usually when they release stuff, it's just like quick, like, you know, they're making assumptions. Yes, already. this person said this, and oh, there it is. Kind of like the OJ uh, car accident that just happened. Yeah. Or no, not OJ. Um, it was um, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. My bad. What did your mind immediately go to when, when you heard Tiger Woods was in a car crash? I just saw the Escalade crash picture in my head. Mm. And I'm like... This dude sucks at driving. His drive should be only on the fucking golf course. Like, I'll be a hundred percent honest. My first thought was, was he fucking drunk? Oh, wasn't he though? No, no, hundred percent sober. It was oh, okay. See, that's what they were reporting. See, at first everyone was like, oh, was was he drinking? Was he was he drinking again? Come on. And that's the thing. It was just news. It was just a story at that point. Just something to get out there. So stupid. Wow. Yeah. No. Once that broke, I was like. Wow. Did you also hear about uh, the fucking Lady Gaga's dog walker? Shot four times and two out of the three dogs were stolen. See, that's, cr I mean, that's just a crazy fan right there. I mean, I, I don't know, like. I don't even think, I bet you it's just like a, I think it was like a, you know, stealing a baby type thing but in the past, but now it's dogs now. Maybe. I mean, these celebrities treat the dogs like they are their children. Yeah. I mean, they got nicer stuff than me. Oh, they have bedrooms. They have chains. Gold. Gold I'm chains. Sure. Like, real with diamonds all over them. It's still weird that he only took two out of the three, though. And I loved how Lady Gaga put out a reward for her dogs. Not the person who just shot her dog walker four times. Yeah. Hey, please help find the guy who shot my dog walker. No. Please help find my dogs. Yeah. Come on. Come Priorities. On. Priorities. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I thought so Hollywood was all about saving people. Ma making sure they're nice. They got all this cash. Let's donate some. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they don't. And about ugh. only choosing certain dogs. I mean, I'm, I get it. I'm picky about dogs. I would, if it was a Chihuahua there, I would have left the Chihuahua to give me a pit bull, a German shepherd. Husky. Something, husky. Something. A real dog. Yeah. Give me a real dog. No, I'll even take like a pug. I like pugs. They're ugly but cute. Yeah. 
I, I can see that. I always remember um, Jeff Dunham's joke about dogs. Like, a dog's not a real dog if you could drop kick it over a fence. <laughs> I know it's gruesome, and Peter's probably not going to like him or me now that I said it. But, oh, like, no. it's seriously, it's true. Like, Pomeranians, like, my dad has a Pomeranian. I'm like, I, I can't, <laughs> this, I'm not going to walk this dog ever. Because I'm going to have to carry him halfway down the block. My old roommate had a Jack Russell, meanest little guy ever. Meanest. My rubber roommate has stories upon stories about how his Jack Russell was a dick to him growing up. Why are the smallest dogs the worst? Because they think they're big dogs, but they're not. So they got attitude problems. <laughs> they got like, it's like a short guy who like is mad that he's really short and just takes it out on the world. That's what a sh that's what small dogs are that, that have attitude problems. I like that. That's a good. I I never thought about those too. Okay, my um my dad's dog. It was this was years and years ago. Um, you know I just let him out to go to the bathroom, and a uh, couple doors down a yellow lab got loose, mm -hmm. and he was attacking my, the dog. <laughs> so I hear yelping and I'm like, oh shit! I run outside. The owner is doing nothing to. Her. Try to grab yeah. her dog. And first of all, because we posted in like the Facebook community, this is not the first attack. Yeah. Like, beforehand the dog got loose, attacked her neighbor's dog, which is, it's always small dogs. Because he um, knows he can win. Pretty much. So he's a bitch dog. I, 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 they move, so I'm, I don't have to worry about <laughs> this. But, uh, yeah, so I'm hearing yelping. I run outside, and my dog is doing his best to throw hands. <laughs> Like, he's, like, trying to hold his, you know, own, and I'm like, you are not winning this. I take my jacket off, throw it on top of him, because every time I went to reach for him, he bit me. Like, no, fucker, I'm helping you, yeah. stop. And so I picked him up, the the yellow lab just grabs the fucking tail. And I'm like, dude, stop! So I'm like, I, I'm not hitting it, I'm not gonna hit a dog. See, like, I know. See, at that point, I would've been like, I love dogs, but I would've kicked that dog. And that's, like, harsh to say, but if he's attacking, like, my dog and, like, it's... It's defending property, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, not even, like... I wouldn't even think of it as property, because I love my dog so much. Like, that's my family. Like, uh, that dog's part of my family. Plus, fair. like, I know, like, if I kick this dog, guess what? I'm not really... It's a... If I know, like, I'm not... Based on the size and weight, I know how hard to kick this dog, like, get it to let go and, like, where it won't injure it but just like kind of startle it enough to get it off you know what i'm saying yeah kind of like a what the fuck did you just do yeah kind of like a hey just get, get. not like no uh fucking you know yeah. Mortal combat kick yeah i'm not trying to like break his spine <sighs> like i'm just trying to back I, I, I don't know why i fucking thought that i'm just like i don't want to hurt any dogs right now just get my fucker in the house and yeah, just get in the house but he broke two ribs and then um and, and it really didn't phase him like you know, we took him to the vet. And your dog like, was cool? Yeah. He wasn't yelping or anything? See, that's, that's big dog mentality right there. Like, and, and you know, the next couple of days, he just stares outside the window <laughs> like, that fucker's going to come back. I'm gonna be, I'm, I'll be ready. You're lucky my whole, my owner held me back. <laughs> <coughs> See, that's funny. Definitely. Uh, and his, for a Pomeranian, his name's Viper. So it's like. Okay, that's an aggressive name. So he, 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 he was raised, yeah. Like, I remember. I, he was a fucking potato when we bought him. And so the idea was, you know, he'll be in another room. We'll have guests over and we're like, hey, Viper, come in. And they'll be like, oh, it's a pit bull. Or it's like, you know, it's, it's got to get scared. big ass dog. And a little fucking fluffy thing fucking waddles in. And I'm like, 
That's what I've heard. <laughs> Watch yourself, he does hate ankles. <laughs> That's the killer right there. Be, be aware. Oh, he, yeah. he went after a lab, and the yeah. lab isn't around no more. Yeah, you look at him the wrong way, he'll get you. Such a psycho dog. Um, back to, to how we know each other. Um, we we. I remember more birthdays of us hanging out than actual school stories. Yeah, you worked at a couple of my birthday parties, like major parties that like we had a, definitely a lot of fun at. Oh yeah, definitely. The, all right, well we'll start with the sleepover one. <coughs> oh, that was such bad. It was a bad party? Well, it was a great party, but, like... Didn't someone get sick? Oh, dear God. Uh, Tom Pogasic, our friend. Um, I miss Tom. Yeah, okay. He's married now. Is he? Mm-hmm. He's, oh. he's married. His older brother's married, and they're expecting their first child. Okay. His younger brother has a kid and is married. They're... It's and, like an old-fashioned type of family. Yeah. Right after high school, just marry up. Well, they... This one had a kid first before he got married, and then oh, he got married after we found out. And then, so old school still. Yeah, but, so they did the right thing. Nothing wrong with it, no. But the youngest just doing his thing in high school, for sure. I mean, that's good. He, yeah. He's, he's, just he's, he's, yeah. leave it that way. Maybe he should stay single for a while. Yeah. But back oh. to the story, yeah. Tom, uh, we played basketball all day. We played, like, I think three basketball games in the Chippewa Valley, like, uh, league. Mm-hmm. And we end up coming back to my house for my birthday party, and we had pizza, pop, cake, just everything you can imagine. And we went, like, all day without eating because we were just playing. Like, we were just nonstop playing. And if we did eat, like, it was like a granola bar. Okay. Like, between our games. Just a quick pop in. Yeah, quick something. So we go back to my house, and we just start eating and <laughs> eating. And the funny thing p- part about the story is – I don't think you know the actual, like, ending part of the story right before. But, so we're eating the pop, and we're just putting it all away. And all of a sudden, my parents look at Tom, and Tom just looks sick in the face. Uh Uh-oh. Exactly. And he gets up and starts to run, looking for our bathroom. He's like, I think it's one of the first times he's ever been in my house. Okay. So, and he starts to head towards the basement. My dad is awful with names, has never been good with names. So as he's running to the basement, he goes, Will, that's the basement. <laughs> he was calling Tom Will because he messed up the name. So he, he was, yeah. Like, your dad knew me. I like he, that. He had your name down. I like that part. He knew of me. He knew. <laughs> it was funny. Come pick he's me like, out in a lineup. But. He's like, hey, that's, Will, that's the basement. And he's, Tom like has no idea my dad's calling him. Yeah. And Tom gets there and realizes it's not the basement. I mean, it's not the bathroom. It's the right, basement. Right. So he turns around and he sees the bathroom. It's right on the other, like, they're right on the other side of the hall. Okay. So he turns around and starts running. He is on white carpet. This man had been drinking Red Fago, oh. pizza, dessert, and this guy does not make it. He turns around, probably makes it halfway on the white carpet, and then... And it was, like, almost in slow motion, too. It, I swear. Everyone just kind of, like, froze in that moment and went, oh, no. Oh. And then he continued to puke and run to the bathroom. So, poor Tom. I know, poor Tom. I mean, at least, you know, that didn't... His parents came to pick him up, and his, his parents were so... Imbi- like, 
embarrassed. Like they felt so bad because they walked in and they could see it and like it was on the white carpet. <sighs> hey, but good thing it came out. No one can really? see it. It came out. No one can see it. Oh. So it was all good. Damn, dude. I, re I remember the getting sick part. Although I hate, now I feel like your dad ever tells that story, he's going to be like, yeah, Will vomited everywhere. And like, no, he knows it's Tom now. Okay. He thinks it's really funny that he calls him Will, though. That's awesome. I told my parents I was coming to see you. They were like, what? I was like, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, I and was, my, uh... my dad still goes, DJ Bill? I love it. <laughs> Dude, that, I don't know why. I just, I brought like all my CDs, like old-fashioned CD holder it was your thing, dude. Everyone everyone has a thing. And guess what? That is not a bad thing to have. Oh, no. It was cool. I, uh, it made you unique. I mean, I, I kind of grew up doing the same thing. Like, exactly. You know, it's more of a podcast instead of, you know, DJing, but I love that. Exactly. You're doing your own thing, man. And I, I, I like, that's awesome. One of the biggest memories I have is we were like, whoever falls asleep first, we're going to carry outside and leave in the backyard. And that was like so like all right we're, that, it's going to happen. That was a threat. But I don't think we could have actually pulled it off if we tried. Oh no. <laughs> no I, one was going to lift anyone without waking them up to get them upstairs. Yeah, that didn't uh, I, <laughs> I I I thought we slept in your front room. At that point we did. We slept in the front room. My basement wasn't finished. My room was upstairs and I was sharing with my little brother. Yeah, we slept in the front room. We even, even had our, our old school couches in there. We, we got rid of the couches. Now we're about to get rid of our second pair. So, yeah. Wow. It, it's changed in there a little bit. Definitely been a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was in the front room. Because I remember I remember your bedroom. You had, like, the, what, like, a baseball or sport theme? Yeah, I had the locker room, like, wallpaper. So, like... Every, it was just a locker, 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 like, and then in it, each one would, like, change sports, like, baseball, basketball, soccer, like, athletic themes. Okay, yeah, no, it always stuck out, because I'm like, this is a badass room. <laughs> My parents were like, hey, you gotta stick with sports, you're gonna be athletic, just stream live sports stream live sports sports <laughs> exactly my dad my dad as soon as i could it was sports and, i mean i love sports i love playing sports yeah you said what soccer basketball what else uh what else did i play yeah uh tennis i did uh i didn't swim for a team but i did swim lessons like uh golf lessons okay i i play i liked everything i wanted to try a little bit of everything Bowling? My dad is a god at bowling, so no. No. Oh, I guess bad competition, yeah. My dad has 22 300 games. 22 300 games. Holy shit. And 22 800 games out of a series of three. So that's when you bowl, like, two perfect games in a row, and then uh -huh. the next game is over. 200. And, like, out of three games, you got to bowl 800. My dad has done that 22 times. Now, don't you, like, I thought you get something, like, if you do a 300. He gets a ring every time. Well, technically, he only is allowed to get one ring per season. So when he bowls a 300, mm -hmm. he gets one ring per season. They're not allowed to do more. That's dumb. So each season? Each season, he walks away with one new ring. Or, like, one new plaque. That's... My basement's filled with, like, little trophies. That's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, no, 
was he um bowling at uh, Imperial Lanes? Is that where he's still bowling there? Yeah, he okay. still does that every Friday. I I have not been there in so long. There was a weird stretch of time where I was just third wheeling, like, but my friend, he only dated this girl a month, Mm -hmm. but we probably went bowling three or four times in that month. (laughs) Never went bowling before then that much or after, (laughs) but I'm just, hey, you want to go bowling? She liked to bowl. She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Then why were we bowling? I have no, no clue. It was just, I guess, the only thing to do, and I always had to come with them. So I'm like, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, y'all adopted me now. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to third wheel you. I feel that third wheel, though. I was a third wheel for a while. You ever been a fifth wheel? No. I went I... to Red Robin. Oh, let me just tell this real quick. I went to Red Robin, and I'm a fifth wheel. And so now I'm hitting on the waitress. I'm like, I, I, I need a date real quick. Yeah, please just come join me, please. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And then she walked away. Uh, it, it was just all joking shit. Yeah. And then I'm like, I grabbed the plant from the thing. And I'm like, this is not my date. <laughs> and so that's the whole day. It was just me and my plant. This is my plant. This is my love. We will be together until I kill it. Or forget to water it. Well, that's how you're going to kill it. Or you drop it. I would probably drop it. I'm not that. I'd probably just forget to water it. I'd probably leave it somewhere and just, hey, nah, that's a lie. I'd water it. I'm, really? Yeah. You're, oh, I'm like that. that. I'd probably water it every day. I'd probably overkill it, maybe. Maybe. Uh, that that, that over, might be it. Over I might water overkill it. it with love. That, that's nice. relationship ever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I felt a truth in that, though. That, that's in all. that moment, this just got real. Yeah. Dude, uh, my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke is, uh, my fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. <laughs> I fucking love that, man. Uh, yeah, so, do you have any other memories from that party? Because then, I, we could talk about the laser tag party. The laser tag one. That one was interesting. That one was fun. We did, a. that was before Zabzon moved to, to the new location. It took over a Kroger, right? It, I think on Van Dyke? It, yeah, it did. It took over an old Kroger. Okay. It's not that far from where it was, but it's a lot bigger now, and now it's like an arcade. They got like bumper cars in there, and like other really, sh- yeah, dude, it's cool. I've not been to uh, to the new one, dude. It's really, it's actually a lot of fun. I've only been to uh, the old location twice, and it was for a school conference, and then well, your party. And I remember, I don't know why, but me and Ryan Red, <laughs> we uh, and I was just texting him as soon as you uh, we were we we started chit chatting. Um, we were just hanging out together the the whole day because everyone kind of had a buddy thing. Yeah. And um, we're all playing laser tag and shit, and I was just watching Futurama recently, so now I'm saying, cheese it, like, Brender. Yeah. So I'm like, cheese it, and then we would run away. <laughs> and I guess we had bases on each side. Yeah, that's how you won. Right. This fucker is in our base shooting at our target, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Ryan. Right. what are you doing? Stop shooting, you're killing us! And then the game ended, I'm like, you lost, you killed us! <laughs> you, you killed our own team. Nice. I, like, you're- I'm pretty sure I saw him shooting his own base, and I just let him continue. If you were on the other team, I, I would have. Te- yeah, why, I'm not gonna stop him. Go ahead, keep shooting your own base. I'm not gonna lose the ammo. Damn. <laughs> you could at least shot him where he was, you know. No! Shoot <laughs> you! Why would I sh- At that point, he's damn near on my team. We could have played a little longer, though. Yeah, I know the war was over. I was going for the win. 
in about how long we play. It's about getting the dub. Alright, I, I can respect that. Sorry. Damn. Aggressive. Thomas raised. Grow up for the W. For the don't, win. Don't take second. I like that. I mean, well, yeah, you're a loser if, you, uh, if you're second place, right? Exactly. Damn. That's what I would always say. Were you, you uh, first, you last. That's true. That's. I would hate to have, like... <laughs> like have to live by that. I'm like I, I want to just do my best. If I'm in second place, I don't want to. That's still an accomplishment to me. Hey, I made second. That's pretty great, damn great. If I made seventh, I would be like, as long as my name's up on the board, I, like, I'm happy. As long as that's, as long as it's not like, you got second out of two, or like oh. seventh out of two, two. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awful. Like, I'm sorry. How did other people join and then still finish before you? Yeah, sorry. We made up people just so you would finish. Not second. Oh, that's sad. Are you still obsessed with Elvis? Uh, I appreciate the music. Less obsessed. Okay. I still do have everything, like, I got from that birthday party in, like, my basement. Because, again, I really do appreciate his music. I do. And I, I even bought a record player, so now I got some records of Elvis. And oh, Martin. like some OG shit. Dude, I got Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Frankie uh, Valley and the Four Seasons. Frank Sinatra, I love but, everything from him. <laughs> But to be honest, then I switch it up. I got NWA, Ice Cube. I got uh, Michael Jackson's original Thriller album. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Damn. Like, what, is it original? or? It's an original. How much did that cost you? I got it. Ooh. You finessed I, the I thriller. I finessed the thriller. I like so, it. But right now I can't play. Oh, I got Kansas, too. What? Damn, you have a really good library. I Journey, Eagles. <sighs> journey you never never could go don't stop believing what was that like every time that song played almost everyone no matter what generation they all knew the fucking words i don't know i think dude i think michigan does because it's just mentioned in the song born and raised in south detroit exactly if you even if you don't know the whole song every detroit person will gladly join in and sing born and raised in south detroit which is why I love Detroit. Oh yeah, Gotta, uh, no one reps like that. Detroit. I I literally said that before on a, uh, on another episode. I'm like, Michigan is the big. We have the worst football team ever, <laughs> but we will still like go fucking Lions. Exactly, we have fans that are diehard Lions fans, even though we suck. I mean, we're we're coming back. We're tr- we're slowly building. Like, no, thirteen lost games seasons like. Bro, that was the funniest season ever. Yeah, we were alive for the <laughs> season we won though. But mm. I, I definitely, uh, I just remember, I knew you were obsessed with Elvis, but I remember the cutout. And that's why I'm like, that's, to be honest, I didn't even ask for that. That was kind of, it was a, like a surprise. It I, was a surprise, yeah. I got a, so for anyone, everyone who wasn't there, right. I actually got a life-size cutout of Elvis Presley. Uh, we were taking a photo, a family photo, and next thing I know, my parents told me, what do you think of the photo? And I turned, I looked at the photo, and there was a life-size cutout of Elvis Presley standing right behind me. What was your reaction? Because, like... It was cool. I mean... Did you think it was camera trigger, or did you at least turn around real quick? I turned around real quick. I was okay. Like, okay. But, no, it kind of caused a little bit of problems. Oh, did it? Now? Yeah. I mean, I got it, and it was, like, weird. Like, it's a life-size cutout of a person. Yeah, that's So bizarre. imagine being, like, like what? We were, like, probably, like, 11, 12? Mm-hmm. 11, 12, and, like, in your dark room, 
and you wake up and there's a life-size like person standing there in your room in the corner and you just forget you have a cutout. Elvis is giving you nightmares now. <laughs> Elvis scares the crap out of you when you wake up. So Elvis was folded down and put in the basement. <laughs> he was put away. He was put away and he remains in the basement. I mean, you're never going to, you know, bring him out. Maybe hide him in the shower or something. Like. I actually brought him. Someone uh, was having like an Elvis themed party, one of my friends. Okay. So I let him borrow it. I let, he's like, dude, can I borrow the cutout? I was like, yeah, go ahead, dude. You can have the cutout go. Have a great time. Just, just don't mess it up. Like, don't break it. Oh, yeah, no. I want to keep it. Like, it's cool. Like, it's a cool thing to say you have. I'm just not sure where I would ever put it. Because even if you put it, like, in a basement, as soon as you walk down, you're going to forget it for... And then you're like, who's in my basement? Oh, exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, I'm going to need the lights on it all the time when I see it. I bought at a garage sale <laughs> a life-size Austin Powers. And it was only a dollar. That's why see, I bought it. that's worth it. And I, I'm on a bicycle... Carrying a life-size cutout of Austin Powers, riding home. And I'm like, this is the best purchase I've ever made. Mom, look what I brought home! She was not happy. No, no, my mom's never happy from garage sale days either. They were, I... I don't know what it is, mothers hate when we go garage sale shopping. It... Uh, not to be sexist, but women always love to bring the guy and go shopping, and they just sit there. Now, when guys would be like, you could stay in the car while I go shop real quick. Yeah. It's like I turned down, like, no, it's, we're not I mean, doing this. I don't, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the trick. If you want to get a female to go shopping with you, hmm. you kind of have to, like, tell them they're, like, kind of in control. You got to be like, hey, I want to go shopping, get new clothes. Do you think you could help me come, come with me and help me pick out some new outfits? That way, they have, like, says on what you're, like, like, uh, so they're interested yeah. in shopping with you. Interesting. I thought and you would almost have to like do mind trick it where it's like you have to make them think it was their idea. No. <laughs> you give any girl the chance to like dress like if you're dating someone and you give that girl the chance to dress you up the way they want, they're you going know to they're gonna up. take that chance in a heartbeat. Did you hear about that cheat code? Like, um, uh, it, you know, if, if you ask your girlfriend what she wants for dinner, like you could name seven places. Or you could just say, hey, guess where I'm about to take you for dinner? And then she'll say it. He's like, yeah. Exactly. Like, that, quick. See, that's something. That's man smart. Man smart right there. That's like caveman. <laughs> we figured something out and it only took yeah, it a couple only, two thousand years or some shit. Yeah, it only took us a couple thousand years to find a little hack to figure out, hey, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> the simplest question. Yeah. And so, do we still know anything about women? The answer: No. They sell a book. It's like everything men knows about women. I would not read that book. You know why? It is a very short book. No, it's a thick book, but every page is blank. <laughs> it's basically a notebook. Just so you write what you think you know about women. No, in it? nope. It's a published book. That's literally everything they know. Well, we know. I, I appreciate that. That is true. I, I, I really want to buy that book. I mean, I guess I could use it as just like a no notebook, but... If you want, I can get you that book for $5. Give me like two days. I can get you... I'll just print it out. I'll write on the... I'll, I'll type up on Word nice. what we know about women and then just print out blank pages, punch some holes, and like zip tie it together for you. I bet you that would be worth five bucks because, you know, paper is expensive these exactly. days. <laughs> I'll make it thick enough where you can use the paper for printing. How about that? There you go. 
Best five bucks I will ever spend. And that is why I'm Dunder Mifflin approved. <laughs> Paper sales right there. Paper sales. <laughs> We're, uh, Take that, Jim. <laughs> How are you going to go against Jim? He's like my favorite boy. Jim's the best salesman in the office, though. I got to take Jim down if I got to be number one, dude. I mean, that's... I appreciate Jim. He's a great guy. But I got to be number one. Just like Dwight says. Come on. He appreciates Jim, but Dwight knows they're going to be one number one. And that's why he's the re- assistant assistant regional manager. I always loved how they threw the... Uh, like, that's, he, he just threw the assistant part, you know... Everything, like the nameplate, I think he said assistant. <laughs> I love that. Were, were you a fan after, I guess, it stopped airing? Or did you grow up as it like was on TV? Uh, Okay, so I watched some of it as it was on TV. Mm-hmm. The only problem was I was never like on a tight schedule with all my soccer stuff, like constantly training like every day or going to games. Like I didn't have a consistent schedule enough to stay like committed to the show. So I really got into it after. But my brother, my brother is obsessed. It's really that generation. It's like, they take it further than we do. He's watched it like eight times all the way through. Oh, that is... Has t-shirts, coffee mugs. Like, when my parents get him stuff for Christmas, like, I'm betting one of the gifts is usually the office related. Like, Damn, that's cool. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, I mean, I got a couple Funko Pops, and I'm fucking tired of Funko Pops. <laughs> they are the most useless, most addicting thing ever. Like, I... I, I, I hey, it, it is what it is, dude. I see the ones you got. Oh, no, those are my special ones. Those are your special... There's a table over there with probably 20 of them that mean nothing to me. That mean nothing? Like, okay, they're, you know, they're all my favorite yeah, shit. Yeah, of course, but... you like them, that's why you bought them, but they're not, like... Special, special, like the signed ones. Yeah, signed by Jeff Dunham, uh, Joe Coy, Adam Sandler, and Gabriel Iglesias. How did you get their signatures? You go to like Comic Con or something, or what? Like those started because of COVID, and they released like these are brand new too. Mm-hmm. Like the line of pops, yeah, um, are comedians, and so the very first one was um, who was it? It was Gabriel Iglesias. So, you could order it for 40 bucks and have a signature, too. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Coy, Jeff Dunham, they all started doing it, and they only stopped with the, the four of them. And mm-hmm. Adam Sandler won. I just ordered it online with a certificate of authenticity. authenticity. Yeah. Dude, I've been watching Gabriel Iglesias for a hot minute. Like, before before Netflix, before anyone else, mm-hmm. like, like, got up. I was on YouTube watching this guy do his stand-up. He is, he, he's hilarious. I, I, he's very clean too. Yeah, he's kind of family. Like, he does go into some dirty jokes, but most of the time he's very clean. Like with his humor, it's funny. Like it's family funny, and everyone enjoys it. Oh yeah, I, I his last special, where at the end of it, and I'm already getting goosebumps just talking about this. <laughs> but at the end, where the whole crowd, and that was a big fucking crowd. One of his biggest shows. And the whole crowd is saying his jokes. And he literally just stops. He looks out. He's like, "You guys don't know what you're, what that means to me." Like they're saying my jokes in full in the Spanish jokes. Mm-hmm. The uh, dropping off uh, his son at the school bus. Yeah, no escuela or something. I don't even know. Sorry, I had missed. No. Jo- 
I had Miss Johnson as a teacher, so I only know how to play slot machines. <laughs> and trust me, I, we've already talked about her a few times. Oh, yeah, Miss Johnson. What a character. I loved her. She was a great... She, she was cool until she was not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I It sucks that she stole from our you school. Know, not our school, but our year. Yeah. Directly. 2016. Directly, yeah. 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 Um, do you remember the party I had at Pump It Up? Heck, yes, I do. I'm pretty sure those were. Yeah, I, I loved loved Pump It Up. I think I had like three parties there. Like honestly, like <laughs> it was like the best birthday place you could pick for a, a kid, at least. Yeah. And I I just remember like we it was me you I think and then Sarah probably hung out. Yeah, Sarah, uh, Staffin. Staffin. Yep. And the three of us were like, I, I swear, I think I actually have a picture of us three. And we all look nerdy as hell. <laughs> like. Probably. I mean, I, I know I probably had those big uh, gloves on because I was not taking those fists off. <laughs> that was the my. The boxing thing, yeah. That was my arena. I think you were fighting my cousin for like a solid, like 15 minutes and I, like. Telling you, that was my arena. You step in there, we we going. We I have the gloves. Oh, that was fucking fun. I'm wondering if they would do that for like adult, like where the adults could drink and then they're like, you know, they're gonna break. Someone's gonna break some shit. Exactly. Okay. So I've been, I finished uh my like soccer career. I'm all done with that. Okay. Basically, uh, if I ever play again, it will be for fun. But I've found this league. It is drunk soccer. You have to blow over a point oh eight to get in, like, wow. and if you fall below, you have to sub out and drink. I love that. Like, all right, well, you're not allowed to drive home, regardless. Yeah, regardless, it? you can't drive home. But uh, it's already over legal limit. But I like, mean, unless you're like very, very like playing the line. Like, if you're at a point eight, you can mm -hmm. wait like maybe an hour after your game, and you'll be good. Point oh eight, I mean. And if you're Tom, you know, you just got to eat some pizza and exactly. then you take know. care of it. See, at that point, you got to have a buffet place there or like a little restaurant that they can sit at and eat and sober up. For, there's exercise, so you guys are going to be tired. You're drunk, so you're going to be just hungry. Like The money. It's everywhere. A buffet would just be sold the fuck out. Exactly. Like, Y'all got to go home. Like, this was four hours ago. Y'all, no, get the yeah, fuck yeah, out. You guys got to go. And our white carpet's now staying, you fucking... <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it in your stomach. Good job. I gotta reach out to Tom. I, 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 I've been doing my best to reach out to, like... Because after high school... I've I said this probably 40 times now on this uh, podcast. But uh, I hate how growing up, people start separating more and more. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm gonna reach out to every OG and somehow, you know... Just kind of bring something back. Like, uh, don't let shit die. Yeah, no, I mean, go ahead. You can try with Tom. Tom does not live in Michigan anymore, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but the last time he was, it was before he got married. I tried hanging out with him while I was home for the summer. I texted him a few times. Uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, it'd be cool to hang out. Like, and I texted him when he was busy and stuff. And... Damn. But I get it. Like, he... Everyone's doing their own everyone's shit. Everyone's doing their own stuff, like... And that's why we get so busy. We start getting into these categories where we start, like, becoming closer with the people who, like, find our various activities 
more similar, like yeah. similar, not not even similar, but more like important in their life. I feel like you find the people you're close to by your values, like how much you value the same thing. Like okay. I make my like if I'm working in a rest restaurant, I mean, you're not really gonna find like if you enjoy it and that's what you want to do. Like yeah. a chef, I guess. Yeah, if you're a chef. You would be friends with the other chefs. Yeah. Like, but if you're just a waiter, you're going to be like, this is, I'm just here for a paycheck. Exactly. That makes sense. I like that. Let, let's talk about the radio thing. That, that's a really good, I got a few questions on that. Okay. Um, how, how, how did you get started? You, I know it's a country station, right? I actually work for Cumulus Media. Cumulus Media. Yes, okay, they're so, a big uh, corporation. Now, what... Do they kind of cover? They own 96.3 WDVD. Okay. Uh, 93.1 New Country. Okay. And WJR. Really? Yes. We did uh, Lions Talk Radio. Okay. So every every time anyone listened to a Lions game on radio, that was us. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. It was really cool. Yeah, it's a, it was a cool experience. And also, like, work and do uh, promotions at, like, Lion Games. Now, was that... Is that your specific job is promotions? Okay, so yes. I was hired in as a promotions uh, coordinator in like 2008, 2019, 2000, yeah, I think 2019 or 18. Okay. Uh, December. So I started there uh, and I was going to school for mass communications. Okay. And I hadn't started trade school yet. I just knew I kind of wanted to do something in broadcasting. Right. So I got a job there, started working, uh, met a lot of people, uh, and I love, I loved it. I just love the atmosphere, like, and I, I say this with all the love to promotions, but it is like, it's the bottom, of like the radio totem pole. Really? Yes, it is. Like, you are working to do a lot. You're setting up stuff, driving places, like making sure you have everything, checklists, like. You do a lot. And, and you're paid though, right? You, yes, I'm but It's paid. not like an internship? Okay. No, it's not like an internship. You're paid to do it, yeah. Okay. And it's a lot of like just little things getting done, making sure every little thing's getting done. Right. So, and you're low, you don't have like a lot of power, like not even like power, but like it's you're not. You have orders and. Yeah, know. you don't really make a lot of decisions. Okay. Everything's made for you and you just go and do it. I so mean, like, it's the bottom of the totem pole, but. From there, it's how you do. And I, I think you became a on-air personality, right? Uh, yeah. After a year of working there, I started like talking to the guys who ran the station. I was not well. I was doing my job. I was doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I was just me being my personality. I'm kind of outgoing and kind of wild, you know. Right. Yeah. So they enjoyed that, and I told them I wanted to. I wanted to do a broadcast. Like, I wanted to become a radio DJ, and I wanted to give it a try. So, he gave me the chance by doing late-night record sessions. Okay. What, uh, like, recording what? Uh, just me. Like, uh, breaks between commercials. Oh! So, So, you, did you have what you had to talk about, or? Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, so with radio, they kind of give you, like, lists of commercials that you need to hit or like things you need to mention like like uh plot it, points or whatever oh, there's here yeah word. it's called uh what we call it is a hot sheet 
Hachi. Okay. So basically, there's like a list of things you can talk about, like, but they would like you to throw like two Hachi items in like an hour. Really? Yeah. That's not too bad. Though. No, and you get like four or five breaks an hour. Okay. So you throw two of those in like whenever you want, and you can kind of put your own. There's no specific way to say it. So it's kind of like you just work it in and yes, make it flow. Exactly. They kind of give you like an idea of what to say. Like this is how the most, if you have to say it in the most basic way, this is how to say it. Okay. If you can't come up with your own spin, say it this way. But if you can, work your own spin and say it this way. Just make it you. Uh, was it recordings or were you live at night? Uh, I was recording. I was recording Saturday. M- so I'd work Saturday mornings with the promotions team. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come back and then I'd hop in the studio and start recording for my shift that was from 12 to 6 a.m. Saturday night to Sunday at 6 a.m. I was on for the country station. That's Uh, that's impressive. It was, I got it because it was the dead shift. Yeah, but but it was six hours and again, I had no training. I was, I wasn't even a senior in college yet. Like I was in my junior year. Uh, I hadn't started trade school. So... I mean, it was a big deal for me. I was happy. I was so excited. It was oh no, I could definitely understand like, I, I, I mean, you got to think like like even I guess we'll just use Rush Limbaugh since he just passed away. Um, I I've heard the story of him like he was ter- fired like seven times, and then the eighth time he got that like a seven million dollar contract. Yeah, <laughs> and like you got to understand, he probably started off at the dead. Radio air, you know. He started off, yes, doing little things. He had to earn his time. That's that's what I'm trying to do. You gotta earn. You gotta put in the work. It's not given to you. Like yeah, Joe Rogan. He kind of started it just because everyone knew him from MMA and exactly. But how do you get to MMA? Putting in the work. Stand up, right? He did stand up. He did. Before. He does. Yeah, he does some stand. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that's kind of what got him started with the uh, Fear Factor, and then exactly MMA. he went. He went like. He's just a big guy. He's really just snowballed his whole career. Everyone starts somewhere, and you just got to put in the work. Uh, well, I like that. And, you know, I don't know how much you know about Kevin Smith, and everyone knows uh, the audience. I'm obsessed, so. I, I know his friends. I know friends. For, I drove to New Jersey just to see the quick stop from Clerks. Really? Yeah. Me and my friends, we drove... Or no, we were watching Comic Book Man and we're like, I would love to see the stash, right? And then I'm like, yeah, then you know the quick stop is literally like maybe three miles away. And we're like, you know, New Jersey is only a 10-hour drive. <laughs> only a 10-hour drive. Dude, only. I recorded a podcast. It was two hours and 15 minutes. It was um, Jared Rabb and Brandon Lozon. Oh. And um, very hard to plan and everything. <laughs> and I... Uh, Jared lives out in uh, Ypsilanti, so I'm like. What's Brandon? He's a teacher. See, for when you said his name, I like it. Sorry for interrupting you, dude. No. I I was so like I was like, where do I know this name? Hold on, wait, wait. Good morning, Dakota. <laughs> that bastard every damn morning. Oh my god. You know what? He was enthusiastic. I'll give it to him. That's crazy. I I forgot for a second, and then it just popped in my head who he was, and I was like, holy. Yeah, he uh, crazy long time best friend, but he is still enthusiastic as hell. <laughs> like he has just never lost that shit. Good. That's that's what makes him him. It's what makes him unique. 
Keep that going. That's a that's a positive attitude. Right oh there. yeah, like yeah, definitely not a like Debbie Down or anything. But um, yeah, I just for this one episode, I'm like, I'll just drive seven hours basically because <laughs> freeways, you know, down. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know where the fuck to go. So I'm going through my own detour through Detroit. Yeah. Drive right through the fucking city. I'm like, this don't look right, but <laughs> cool. I'm like, I thought I should be somewhere else, and then. On the way home, I ended up in Madison Heights, and I'm like, I'm oh, so lost. I'm so lost. I, I really, I took John R, because I know John R. John, John R will R. get me to at least, like, 11 miles. Yeah, I can take John R all the way to Rochester, all the way to the expressway. Uh, I will M10, figure it out. I can find it. And I had GPS, but yeah. it's not updating correctly. Mm. So I'm like, eh, I'm just lost. But, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's a 10-hour drive. With turns, we're fine. We leave right after work uh, Friday. Um, we get there uh, Friday night. Saturday, we have all the Saturday. And then Sunday, we'll just leave in the morning. Get back, and then we'll work Monday. And so they were all on board. Like, let's just do a real weekend, uh, real quick weekend trip. We went. Um, it, it was fun. And then, like, we only got to meet. Uh, to well, Mike Zapsic, but he was not a good kid. Okay, I'm looking for Walton. You know, yeah, I would have talked his ear off. I'm like, <laughs> you guys can take my car. I don't care. I'm gonna talk to Walt all day <laughs> until the stash closes. Sure. And then they just closed the secret stash. Really? And it broke my heart. I didn't yeah. know they closed it. But don't worry. Don't worry. Why? They moved it like ten buildings down to a bigger <laughs> building. So and, it just got bigger. Yeah. And I'm and like, close you liar. Kevin literally did a, after 20 years, the secret stash will be closing. And I'm like, you bastard, I've been there once. And he's like, and then it faded to black. And then, just kidding, it's going to move down right down. <laughs> We're going to move down the street and get bigger. <coughs> awesome. And uh, he wanted to do, if you've seen uh, Dogma, Buddy Christ. I have not. Um, it, it's so, the church uh, redid the Jesus look of, you know, like, so, Buddy Christ always, like, pointing, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And so, that was in the original stash. And they're like, you know what? We're going to do a parade down Broad Street. <laughs> and we're just going to do, like, a parade. We're just going to carry that one from the old one to the new one as, like, a symbolic thing. It's funny. I mean, again, it's publicity. It's marketing. Oh, yeah. They oh, Which is why, again, they said after 25 years we're closing because it makes people go, oh, they're closing. It's that. Oh, know, wait, never mind. That awe factor. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all planned. Kevin is the only. I bet you Kevin has made most money during this pandemic other than Amazon. Because right before pandemic, he released the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest Kevin Smith because that combined every movie he's ever done into one. Yes. Um, then restaurants are fucking closed, everything. He opens up a pop-up restaurant in first in New Jersey, Chicago. I'm go I'm literally in two weeks. I'm just flying down to Orlando mm -hmm. to go to their pop-up shop so I could try a movies burger. Dude, that's awesome. I, I, I'm way too obsessed. <laughs> but, uh, the order was $130 cause, and that was for three people. Okay. So it's like $29 a fucking burger, I mean, tater tots. Yeah. And I'm going to spend you're gonna, it. You're going to get the meal and you're going to enjoy it for, the, and you're going to have a story to talk about for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's worth it's, a little bit extra for that little extra story, too. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I would definitely say so, but they they make it look like in regular movies, and then um, they set up the like a stand, but it looks like the clerk's yeah or um, quick stop entrance. Mm-hmm. So and then they have posters, everything could it's signed and stuff. That's awesome. But yep, you're you have to buy tickets, and then you have to place your order now. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I want to eat in two weeks. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to feel like that day. So I'm like, or, uh, me and my mom, uh, I'm like, all right, let's order a little bit of everything, and then we'll just cut everything in half, and we kind of buffet. Everyone something. Yeah. Exactly. And because I'm picky with, like, sauces. Yeah. And Same. I'm picky with, like, all my food, so. And I so, like, I, I don't <laughs> know what the sauce is going to taste like on that burger, but I didn't. I don't want to waste it, so I'm yeah. like, I'm going to try it, because it's Kevin, but I'm most likely going to wipe that shit off as soon as I, after that first bite, because I'm not going to like it. I already know. Yeah. And then, um, their chicken is, uh, their chicken sandwich is called a cock smoker. <laughs> Fucking love I, that I name. hate the fact that I just laughed at that. Right? I hate the fact that I, that I just laughed at that, but I did. I just laughed that you said cock smoker. Oh, uh, I <laughs> see. I can't even help it. Like I still try. I'm still trying to keep a straight face while saying it. Thank you. It's <laughs> it. It is a genius menu. Every. <laughs> I wish I remember what the. They had good names for everything, but uh, they're never gonna be there. Like Kevin's never gonna show up, or you know. Yeah. I'm just going because it's Kevin's made it. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> but for a pop up restaurant during a pandemic to do so fucking well, it hits cities to city to city. Hey, if you get, if you're able to like move from city to city to city, that's amazing too. Like, oh, I mean, Kevin got the money, like. Well, without being shut down because of the pandemic, you oh. know, everyone's getting criticized for moving to city, city to city. Like, if you're traveling, like. Oh yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Mad, like, yeah. Bad publicity, but he's doing well. He he made it work for himself. Exactly. Damn. What, so, what's your ultimate? Is the ultimate end goal is just to be an online like what to have your own radio station? What like what? Uh, so what would make you like? I'm happy with my job right now. I'm happy. I would be happy with my job if I end up like being on radio for like a morning show, like a prime time like spot where I got to do this every day. Uh, I go in. I know I'd probably have to get up early, but I do the show. Oh yeah, you gotta wake up at five a.m. Yeah, you gotta get up early. Go home, uh, sleep, and then, I mean, dude, I would love to just be a primetime DJ. Like, I I would love to just be out there. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're a country fan because... Uh, I wasn't. You're not? I well, wasn't. wasn't before I got there, and now I love it. Okay. And that's weird to me. I never thought I'd be like on a country station, but I got it, and I started listening to the music, and I was like, dude, I love this. There's there's a couple of bangers from um, like that uh, baby locking door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like th- there's a couple of good bangers from country. Like yeah. a lot of people hate on it, but <laughs> I I honestly if if you told me like you're in Mojo in the morning, I would hundred percent like oh he's just the new Spike now. One hundred percent. See, I would love to do something like that, and I was close. I mean, not like close as in I'm gonna stop pushing, but uh, right before COVID uh, hit, I was. I went from tracking my shows, which meant recording, to being live. And I was live on air DJ from Saturdays from 2 to 6 on New Country. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. Like, 
That just sounds awesome. I, dude, I was a live DJ. Right. Like, and again, I might not stick with being a DJ. Like if, again, COVID has kind of changed like all plans. So everything's kind of really on the table. But I also went to trade school for broadcasting. Okay. So you kind of worked behind the scenes stuff? Uh, I went to Specs Howard's for broadcasting. So I learned more. I did learn how to like work the camera, but more in front. Like I honed my skills in radio. I learned how to be a radio, like a TV host, like uh, in front of camera, like practice. Oh, okay. Uh, making, I can also make like uh, commercials and stuff like that with Photoshop and stuff. Mm-hmm. So a little bit, I've learned how to do a little bit of everything. Podcasting, I was trained how to like try and just. It's such a big thing too it right It is. Now. It's a huge thing. So there's always a market I could switch into. Like, again, if radio doesn't work out, I could always try a podcast. I could try TV. Just, there's a lot of options. I, I, I really, I, I, I could wake up and if I'm driving to work, I would like to hear you. Like, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I swear, <laughs> if, I, I wish you were on Mojo in the morning because that's my shit, you know. See, I would love to be an intern on Mojo. <sighs> I think I would. And I like how, you know, you would be basically intern Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, shout out to Mojo in the morning. Get me on the show. I could be your note. I'm not saying anything. Uh, okay, cool. That works. Now, what if you got a, you know, Mojo calls you up and gives you an intern job, like, oh, unpaid uh, though? Oh. Would See, you do it? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean. <sighs> I'm I sure mean, they're paid. I, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're paid, but, like, I'm 23. I gotta make something. Like, right. And it's COVID, so I'm having a hard enough time as it is. But, I mean, that would be really cool. Like, they're interns that are on the show with them kind of get, like, a lot of radio time on their show sometimes. Right. Oh, they, yeah. So, it would be awesome. But again, I do have that kind of loyalty to like Cumulus and New Country because uh, they gave me like my start before I even had training or anything. Like they saw something. And I oh, guess your loyalty. Yeah. yeah. And plus, like the guy who uh, like gave me the ability to be on air, uh, his name's Broadway. He's on, he's runs the morning show for uh, New Country. Okay. He's fantastic. He's a real great guy, real great broadcaster. I love like when he does anything on his show it's fantastic i love to listen on the car ride uh definitely a good person to suck up to <laughs> he's well he's a, also just like a good guy like that's really normal as but, a yeah person. he's down to earth he's normal he just had a baby okay. so he's like yeah and i would love to work with him and he's kind of been like a mentor a little bit like trying to put me on the right path start me out right that's awesome yeah i love i love that i would definitely keep that loyalty then yeah and I I, love it's it. probably gonna benefit you the most exactly and my years with the promotion team too like i got i've learned like people like i've met people and made friends with people in this company who are completely like i didn't think i'd like them like not like that but i get think i thought this would be more like work like i'd show up do my job and leave like desk job type of yeah yeah but i've like made personal connections with all these people and like they're really, really all great people. Like, I really do enjoy the people I work with. Like, they're, like, not saying, like, I'm staying bef- because of them, but I'm staying because... Be- I would I'm, say you... It's you, part of it. They're part of it because I don't think I could travel and feel, like, like this as well. Like, in this same area, like, field. Right. But yeah. I know eventually I'll have to. I mean, yeah, Mojo calls you up. You, you got to say Saranara, you know. Well, it is what it is. When I graduated trade school, they had me, they have like a list 
that they put you on to help like look for jobs, like broadcasting jobs. Mm-hmm. And I graduated, and they called me saying, hey, there's an application up in Tawas for a radio spot. It's a country radio station. Okay. And I was like, wow, really? Tawas, like this, like that's three hours away from where we are. Okay. And it's kind of like an older person community. It's kind of slower and dead, but it would be my first, uh, like live gig. Yeah, first like starting out spot solo, I guess. Besides that, Cumulus Media. Interesting. Yeah, it would be full time, and I was thinking about it, but I'm about to graduate college soon, and I was asking around like my station about like. All the other talents there. If I should move, like if they offer me a job, or if I should try and stay in Detroit and try and build my career here. Because again, Detroit's a huge market. It's hard to, if you don't already have a career, it's hard to get a career in there. You have to to go build your career somewhere else and then hop into a big market usually. Where's your station like located? Like the actual building? Uh, The Fisher building. Fisher, oh, wow. Love the building, it's beautiful. Of course, well yeah, it's, you know, that area hole is... You know, they got the good parts and they yeah. yeah. There's good parts and bad parts of Detroit, but of course, I mean it's coming up like it's better than it's been ever. I oh yeah, oh for sure. I um, you know Spike from uh, Mojo. We were just talking about him. Yeah, I met him at a bar once, and I was with Sarah that night, mm-hmm. and we were hanging out, and we go up to the bar, and it's like a club, not yeah. a bar, but we go to the bar, and we order, and we're just talking, and she's like. Spike is right behind you, and I'm like, and I turn around, and he looks at me. We pretend like we know each other. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> we bring it in." Like, I'm like, I've never met this fucker in my whole life. But I'm happy we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I, it, it's it's a story to tell. Yeah, and then you know, and then we chit chat for a few minutes, and then I turn back to Sarah, and I'm, and she's like, "The fuck just happened?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know him. I have no clue, but he was very friendly. No, oh, yeah, like I don't know if we were all just. That right amount of drum yeah. for like, hey, mama, what's up? Exactly. I love that. Um, and then it was uh, the last, it wasn't 2020, but 2019, I went to the Mojo, well, I guess a Channel 955 Halloween party. Yeah. And uh, uh, what city? Royal Oak. Okay. And they had, you know, the they had everything, live music. Um, drinks were fucking expensive. <laughs> of course, that's how they run you. And it was uh, 80s, so I, of course, went as a Run DMC. Okay, nice. I, my costume was on point. <laughs> you were happy with yourself? Oh, I had a gold chain I borrowed from Tyson. <laughs> I had, um, I bought all Adidas shit. So you were looking crisp. You were oh, I walked in, I'm like, I love this shit. And I had uh, my uh, Breaking Bad hat. Nice. It's not a fedora, because I don't, I don't respect fedoras but it's the breaking bad hat really what's the problem with fedoras dude they just have a bad reputation they do have a bad reputation but like i don't have fedoras but i don't wear them see they're old like old okay kind of like almost like blues type thing maybe kind of see i I maybe a little but one's a for sure fedora i would call it a blues hat and never say the f word never say the f word f is fedora (laughs) Bring back SpongeBob. Yep. But yeah, they um, I, I fucking I, I needed a hat because I was working on the Mister Fifty character. Yeah. And so he's supposed to be like mafia, and I'm like, not doing a fedora, and then I'm like, Walt's hat, that nice thin crisp, Walter White from Breaking Bad, and I'm like, 
<laughs> I have to find that. Took me about 15 minutes on Amazon. I'm like, I found hey, the exact one. Amazon has like everything. Just real quick. But uh, I think that's going to be it for this episode. My name's William Service. And I'm Kyle Lovey. And get the fuck out!